Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic has made it clear that it's his intention to complete this year's Golden Slam. Djokovic equaled Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal's 20 Grand Slam tally at Wimbledon earlier this month. And having already won in Australia and France in 2021, is aiming for the elusive Golden Slam, which includes this year's four Grand Slams and the gold medal in the tennis competition in Tokyo. Idem na najviše odliče, idem na zlato, to nije tajna. I'm aiming towards the highest medal, gold. That is not a secret. That is a huge goal, huge ambition. Even before the start of the season, four Grand Slams and Olympics. That is what I set out for myself. I wanted to play the best tennis and to be in the top form. The schedule is a bit tense, having in mind that Grand Slams are too close to the Olympics. But I prepared very well for months before the Olympics. I had many matches where I won, which additionally boosts confidence. And when you play for your country, it is a great honor and privilege. Germany's Olympic chief, Alphonse Hurman, has assured that Team Germany are taking every precaution in order to contribute to a safe 2020 Tokyo Games. While the host city has recorded its most COVID-19 cases in six months on Wednesday, an increase of just over 1,800 two days before the official start of the Games. The Germans have been clear of the virus and have boosted their immunity. According to the latest information, 95% of the German team will arrive here double vaccinated or vaccinated once with Johnson & Johnson, so fully vaccinated, so to speak. We have even made vaccination compulsory for the medical staff and the organizational team, although this was not specified by the IOC or the hosts in Japan. But we simply wanted to show our special respect for the citizens and the hosts here in Japan and in Tokyo and also send a clear signal. So far, we have not had a single case of COVID in 432 athletes and 306 coaches either here in Japan or still in Germany. So that means at the moment, we are still at zero. Meanwhile, Tokyo 2020 president Saiko Hashimoto has reiterated that on top of her organizing committee doing its utmost to curb the coronavirus, they have also put measures in place should the Japanese capital be hit by any natural disasters. Germany and China were hit with heavy floods recently and Japan is no stranger to devastating natural disasters. The coastal city of Sendai, 350 kilometers north of Tokyo, was hit by an earthquake and issued a tsunami warning as recently as March. If during the games there is an earthquake, a tsunami, heavy rain or typhoon, we need to consider these and security if such natural disasters are to happen. So we hope to firmly establish how to take proper measures with the help of the government and we are conducting simulations on that. What is important is to make sure all athlete delegations and relevant personnel know what to do in such cases as soon as possible. So we are preparing for that with the help of the government. The International Olympic Committee announced Wednesday in Tokyo that Australia will host the Summer Olympics for the third time. The 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games will be held in Brisbane as the global event returns to Australia 32 years after the popular 2000 Sydney Olympics. Melbourne, meanwhile, hosted them in 1956. Brisbane follows 2028 host Los Angeles in getting 11 years to prepare for the Games, while Paris will take them on in 2024. Next, three summer game hosts starting with Paris have now been secured. The IOC gave Brisbane exclusive negotiating rights in February.
The South African men's national cricket team have a chance to wrap up the series when they face Ireland in the second of three T20 internationals. Following a tied one-day international series and the first T20 taking place in Dublin, the Proteas take their 1-0 lead to Belfast for the final two matches to conclude their tour. Yeah, we had our first training session there um, now this morning. Um, it's a great facility. In terms of the wicket, I think Malahide's wicket was very much on the slow side, especially the more the games went on. I think there was a lot of traffic on, on the square there. Um, looking at this wicket, obviously it's a lot fresher. Um, not too much green grass on it, but definitely an even covering of grass up. Um, might result in a bit more bounce in the wicket. I'm, I'm not sure of the pace. I'm not sure how quick it's going to play. Um, but certainly I think there, there might be slightly more bounce. Um, that's just what I think. I, I know I've no um, grounds and so I could be completely wrong. Um, but the facility itself looks good. The outfield looks really quick. It's, it's rock hard, the outfield as well. So um, I think hopefully in this T, the remaining T20 games, there's quite a bit of runs and and some good entertaining cricket. The fixture gives the Proteas a chance to claim three out of four series since they left South Africa to take on the West Indies and then Ireland. A Test Series win against the Windies was followed by a T20 Series win against the world champions in the format. Ireland proved a bigger test than initially thought as South Africa lost to the Irish for the first time in an ODI before the series ended tied at one all. It is now up to the T20 Chargers to make sure the Proteas in their travels with more success and on a high as the ICC T20 World Cup draws near, set to get underway in October. The final two matches will also give some players another chance to put their hands up for inclusion in Mark Boucher's squad for the tournament later this year. Likewise, Ireland will want to polish their game before the competition against top-class opposition in the form of the Proteas. All is not lost for the hosts, who will be eager to take something from the series. If not win it, at least take a single victory from it. But with two matches still to play, leveling the series could shift momentum in their favour to go on and shock South Africa once more. The Proteas will be out to stop Ireland in their tracks, however, as they themselves look to close out the series with victory in the second T20. The T20 action between the Proteas and Ireland continues on your World of Champions. You can catch the action from the second match live on Supersport. A new format of cricket made its highly anticipated debut as the 100 got underway at the Kia Oval in London. 100 balls aside, no six ball overs, either five or ten consecutive balls per bowler. The women's teams of the Oval Invincibles and Manchester Originals were the very first to face off in the new format. The opening ball was faced by South African Lizelle Lee. After the Originals opted to bat, the first was bowled by her compatriot Marizan Cup. Cup was also the maiden wicket-taker, that of Emma Lamb, seven balls into the match. The second wicket stand between Lee and Georgie Boyce stabilized matters for the Invincibles with a share of 55 runs between them. Lee made a 27-run contribution. Boyce had a 21-run input of 19 balls. She was next to the part of Maddie Villiers' delivery. Lee was part of another solid stand, 37 runs for the third wicket with Harman Preet Kaur before she was out for a top score of 42 of 39 balls. 
fellow South African Mignon Dupri shared a short 12 rand stand with Corby before the latter was out for a 16 ball 29 and an even shorter 5 rand stand with Sophie Eccleston. Dupri the one to depart on that occasion. Eccleston smashed a 6 and then was out as the last to fall 2 balls from the end as the Invincibles posted 139 for 6 in their 100 balls. Kate Cross did damage with her first 10 balls as she took three of the first four originals wickets. The other went to Laura Jackson. The originals crippled at 12 for three, 16 balls in and 36 for four when Cross sent Georgia Adams back to the locker room. This left originals captain Danae van Niekerk and compatriot Cup in the middle to rebuild the innings. The pair showed that they are not just a strong couple in a personal capacity but on the field too with a substantial stand for the fifth wicket. As the highest ranked all-rounder in one-day internationals, Cup was more than capable with the bat too as she added 38 of 27 balls to go with her earlier two wickets for 20. Fanikerk at the other end joined her life partner in lighting up the inaugural The 100 match with a 51-ball 73-run partnership that put the originals right back in the game. Fanikerk stuck around to post the format's maiden half-century that came off 38 balls with her team needing 16 of 10 deliveries. Her and Valiers saw out the chase, Fanikerk with the finishing touch. The women's division of the 100 next heads to Edgebaston. The Birmingham Phoenix hosts the London Spirit and it will be live on Supersport. The race to reach 21 Grand Slam single crowns and become the all-time record holder in the men's arena will intensify at this year's US Open at Flushing Meadows. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, sharing a total of 60 Grand Slams between them with 20 apiece, have all confirmed their participation in New York later this year. World number 1 Djokovic joined the exclusive 20 club after bagging his sixth Wimbledon crown in London. The Serb is also still in the hunt for the Golden Slam, which includes all four Grand Slams and the gold medal at the Olympics in a calendar year, a feat only achieved by Steffi Graf in 1988. Victory at Flushing Meadows will also go a long way for either of the three superstars, whose next aim will certainly be the all-time open record held by Margaret Court with 24 Grand Slam titles. While the DSTV School's Netball Challenge has been put on hold due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Multi-Choice has made sure coaches remain sharp for when the action returns to your screen. Multi-Choice has partnered with South African netball schools to deliver developmental training to more than 100 coaches and coordinators. The training was held over two weeks from June into July through online courses to limit contact during the pandemic, covering data processing and modern coaching modules. Through the cultivating of coaches and players, the DSTV School's Netball Challenge aims to develop young talents to lay a platform for future stars of South African netball.